Hello again, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Game Pass Grab Bag, your weekly podcast reviewing games of the Game Pass Collection, bringing you three unique perspectives from varying skill range. I am the blue plumber of this episode, Andrew. With me, our green man, Keith. Hello. Was that much excited enough for you? Aaron, I got, I mean, I got called out last week, so, you know, just make it better. And the one who breaks the mold, well, more finds the glitch in the mold, Liz. Hey, guys. And this week was another game I picked uh, because we covered the first one earlier. And I think it's a, a, this is a really nice indie gem that I feel like a lot of people need to check out. We checked out the sequel. We checked out Superland, Six Inches Under by Super Games. Superland is a first person Metroidvania puzzle game where in this one you are playing a, a little clay guy who in the first one you're playing a red guy and this one you're playing the a blue plumber. And essentially you are in a small little village in a sandbox in the beginning, you know, they, you find out the sandbox is kind of being taken over by a small child and is he's starting to destroy your land and you end up collapsing deep within the sandbox or six inches under. And you are trying to save the residents of the blue and the red town and trying to get back up onto the surface. But going around, Keith, was this game or pass for you? I, I loved the first Superland. I thought it was a ton of fun. And Same. Superland six inches under did not fall flat i think it picks up and it's every bit as fun as the first one was and it's uh definitely a game for me it's a game with a butt because this game there's no butts in this game everyone's <laughs> that's true very true um i personally wouldn't have kept playing if i wasn't doing the podcast because i my game crashed and i lost 45 minutes Ooh. and then it crashed a couple times, which I've, with the puzzle game, it's like the worst kind of game for a game to crash, or at least for me, because I'm not good at puzzles. Um, and there are also some bugs that made navigation a thousand times harder. Andrew can attest to that. And so yep. for me, it just like, as it is now, I would maybe wait, but overall it's a game. But yeah, for me, it's just like, it, it did waste some of my time and that everybody knows that's what really grinds my gears. But I actually thought that this one, I don't know if it's just because of, well, I don't want to say I've gotten better at puzzles, but I may have, like, <laughs> I find this to be more accessible and easy and yeah. I don't know if that's true or maybe I've improved a little bit. Um, so yeah, I, I give it a game, but I, I also don't recommend people play it now. Well, I mean, if you're if you're like me, sometimes forty minutes, forty five minutes of gameplay is just running around trying to figure out a puzzle, and there's actually no loss for me. But not to poke holes in you, and yeah, I'm, I'm just I'm making fun of myself is what I'm doing. Well, I mean, like I, if it was me figuring out the puzzles, I wouldn't have been irritated. But it was towards the beginning where I'm like collecting the coins, the upgrades, in order to get to the next area. And it was just a lot of collecting. And so for me, it was just like, oh, now I got to find all the little coins again. And oh, that's it was you know, when you have to get like the. Liz, you love collecting, though. I do, but I'm not great at platforming and puzzling and whatnot. So. So for me, this is also a game. I for Superland six inches under, I, I want to say I, I feel like this one wasn't as good as the first, but it is still very good. This is what I love about Superland is it very much reminds me a, a little bit of like Portal. You know, it does have some pretty cheeky humor, some pulp uh, pop culture references. The puzzles to me are such a sweet balance of being challenging, but not too hard. 
Like I, I ended up not looking anything up and I was able to beat this game, but I think how the levels are designed are really impressive because to me, like every time you're in an area, you can kind of see what the puzzle is. All right, here's a jump pad that's turned off, but the game is just constantly littered with like breadcrumb trails. So it's like, okay, I see this pads off. Oh, but I see a wire. Let me follow this wire. Okay. It's at a battery station. It doesn't have a battery. So I need to find a battery. So like everything is just really kind of easily broken down and I love it. And as you're playing, you're just getting new abilities. So you can go back to old areas to solve other puzzles that you might've missed, you know, very Metroidvania style. It's this game is a, just a ton of fun. I really, really like Superland. So that's why I wanted to cover this game because I feel like the first one didn't get enough credit. And yeah, so it's just a real gem. But I do agree, Liz. Uh, the very first Superland, if you listen to that episode, I remember at the very end, I had a game-breaking glitch where the jump pad wouldn't turn on for me to get to the final area. They eventually patched it and I was able to do it. But um, I'm surprised I did not get any glitches. But yeah, Liz got some pretty awful glitches. But they, the developers are actively working on this game, so... Hopefully, majority of the stuff will be worked out. And if out. You, you Google it, there's a lot of people yeah. like me that are, are struggle busting with the glitches. I did, so. I, yeah. I did have at least one crash. I didn't lose a ton of progress, so it wasn't all that big of a deal. But I was, yeah, like I walked into a room and someone started talking to me and the game just shut down. Oh, okay. Oh, come back to that. But other than that, I, I got I got some frame rate dips. Yeah, I got I got I got a couple of those. I got a couple areas where I think I got like kind of stuck in some of the map a little bit like you just try to jump between two rocks and you get stuck but outside of that i can't think of anything and i'm not saying obviously that it didn't happen and that they don't exist but i was pretty fortunate i actually didn't run into anything outside of maybe those couple small things yeah but uh let's get into the story so i i i like i said uh you're playing a small clay creature like these small clay people that are in a sandbox it's clearly kind of a children's play box so Everything's very built with Legos or Lincoln Logs, like cardboard boxes. Like everything just looks like a child toy. And the game it takes place right at the end of the first one, which the first one was all about red versus blue. But now they're all happy together. And the red prince who you played in the first game is all jacked up and everyone thinks he's awesome. And he's, you know, this hot celebrity. He's, got he's going on a rocket ship. Yeah, which I, I kind of love that beginning joke of it. And then he keeps taking all the upgrades from you when you're trying to loot. But uh, he ends up trying to go on a rocket ship to try to uh, talk to the little boy who owns the sandbox. But something goes wrong. His rocket crashes and the little boy starts to destroy the sandbox. So all the residents ends up falling down and you end up discovering the gray people who live underneath the sandbox. And you are trying to climb out of the sandbox. What did you guys think of the story this time around? means to an end i i i liked the storytelling aspect of it and i thought it was amusing and fun as i went through it but i mean i don't know it was it's kind of just there's this hidden society and you just you have to get to the top to i actually i was i think right at the the end it's hard to tell because it said i was like 35 percent of the way through the game yeah, fifty percent is is technically when you beat the game like like 45 50 percent is when you beat the then game. i must I, I must be right at the end i know i'm talking to whatever the head boss's name is he's like trying to stop me as oh. i go through a bunch of mazes or puzzles yep. yeah you are near the end but anyways yeah. yeah i i um i don't know i i there was nothing special about it but it it was good for the aesthetic of the game it was good for what it needed to be and yeah there was nothing overly intriguing i didn't think i agree with keith but i really did love some of the the humor in it 
And like you were just talking about the the gray people, and like that one of them was like, oh, like saying like, oh, you're supposedly from, you know, up above. I don't believe you, or yeah. and stuff like that. But I just thought that it was actually pretty funny. So I think that's what I mostly liked. Well, I guess I'm gonna be different from you guys, and I was actually very disappointed in this game story. The first one story was actually good. Like the first one, it actually had some twist to it, and it was way more fleshed out. It also had way more humor. This one was very generic. It is very much just like, get to the top. And it's just, I was expecting bigger twists like they did in the first one. But yeah, by the end and how the story kind of wrapped up, I was like, that was it? Like, oh, that's that's kind of disappointing. In all fairness, I don't really remember the first game <laughs> that well. And I definitely don't remember the story at all. But I just meant like, it's, it's all right. I mean, I don't think it was anything special, but I mean, wasn't like upset about i mean i definitely think that there could have been more but overall i i didn't mind it i i just i was i was just hoping more it's not bad it's just it's just okay like this is what i mean this is just like the first thing what i'm saying of like i think the first one's better and first my first case here is is the story which you know you're not playing for the story you're obviously playing it for the puzzles which the puzzles are great but i was expecting a little more dialogue and i was expecting more characters because that's the thing in the first one i felt like I was exploring more areas and there was more interesting characters. In this one, like... Well, like same none. with enemies. There's really not a lot. No, there's actually way more enemies in this one, enemy variant types, than in the first one. That's the one good thing. But, like... The quantity, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Quantity's down, which just kind of sinks. But at least in the first one, like, there was funnier characters because, like, there actually is an achievement. There's a secret area you go to and you meet a guy who is talking about, you know, the first character you played in the first one, the Red Prince, where he's like, oh, I met this guy who, who gave me a diamond pickaxe, but it was fake and it broke. And I actually remember there was a side quest where you had to do that. You gave a guy a fake oh, pickaxe. yeah. And so they brought this guy back and they're telling this story about it. And it's like, oh, yeah, like, I actually remember that. That was actually a funny thing. And, but, like, there's no real moments like that in this one. And even, too, at the very end of the game, you create, like, in the first game, you create, like, this fake messiah for this group of people he has like a really goofy face he's purple he has a, like a fake halo and you actually see him at the end of the game and it's like i remember this character like this character that was a funny side quest but there just wasn't any really of that in this one which was disappointing yeah i can't think of anything overly special and it's funny you mentioned that i it I thought even better, though, was on top of that joke where they threw in the fact that he's sneaking around behind that guy, just like stealing parts from him. Oh, okay. So you found the secret too? Yeah. So I thought like <laughs> yeah. I, the whole that whole part I thought was pretty funny. And I, I don't know. I thought throughout it, there was definitely moments of littered humor and, and all of that. But I guess I, I'll be honest. I'm kind of with Liz. I kind of don't fully remember the first one and i don't think i got close to beating the other one i want to say i maybe only got halfway through it because i do think it was a lot bigger and it was so i was just i i don't know how true this is it's literally like i had seen this a while ago is that essentially this was supposed to be a dlc for the first superland but as they were building it it kind of grew bigger than they expected so they created it as its own game so i still think if that's true then it kind of makes sense where it's it's big enough to be a game, but it's not quite that big. And I, and I think that could kind of be why it feels that way. Well, you, you make me... I'm trying to remember something, too. Because, like, so you're, you're definitely 100% right. Like, or I, this, to me, feels like DLC. And which they kind of make a joke about it. Because at the end, 
I didn't know if there was DLC for Superland, the first one, which it looks like there was, because at the end of the game, you meet some orange people, and the guy's like, yeah, I'm from Orangeburg. And everyone's like, what's Orangeburg? And he goes, yeah, a lot of people don't play the DLC. <laughs> so they kind of make a joke about it. And like in this game, too, like I, it felt like it was a DLC of just how it's how how it works but you know it, it but it does it is like definitely bigger than dlc because i mean playtime you're looking between like eight hours which i think i think i did i think i beat the game in like seven hours but of course like we were saying when you beat the game it's you're only like halfway through there's a ton of just additional puzzles when you actually beat the game so you're there's plenty of stuff to collect and explore but yeah i i could totally see that this was trying to be dlc so yeah, it, it does feel like it could be DLC because you obviously are still getting a lot of the same gadgets. Like I didn't, there wasn't a crazy ton of new abilities, so I could see how this could be DLC. But like I said, the great thing about Superland Six Engines Under is it's very much like the first one. If you played the first one, like I said, the puzzles are just a ton of fun. This is a first-person Metroidvania type of style game where you're walking around. You first start with just like a basic pickaxe. Eventually, you can jump higher. Eventually, you get the ability to crouch. Eventually, you know, you can summon a cube. Like, you, these abilities that you keep getting just keep opening up the game, and it's so much fun. And I, I loved the puzzles in this game. The puzzles are absolutely my favorite part about the gameplay. Because, like Liz... But I hope so, because, you know, it's kind I, of the whole game. Well, I mean, I guess yeah, it's kind of... <laughs> I re- unless you're like Liz who just enjoyed doing the laundry in uh, Arcade Paradise, you could be like that. Well, I mean, I guess part of what I was saying is that like Liz, I'm typically not uh, always a big fan of platforming. I like platformers, but I don't always like platforming because I'm not great at it. But that and and unless they're two D, true, like 2D true, ones. true. But as far as as far as Superland goes, there are definitely moments where you're like that doesn't seem like it should work. But there's also plenty of times where things do work that you're like oh that also didn't seem like it should work so <laughs> I, it's kind of like a it, like I, no pun intended on the fact that you're playing in a sandbox there are points where it kind of feels a little sandboxy where there there may be yeah. multiple ways to solve a puzzle but there's i mean like there's always a correct way in a way that is the most efficient way to do it but i i don't know i feel like there's ways to fudge around it and and it's kind of the fun of the the gameplay to me at least in the puzzles I think one thing I didn't like about the puzzles is, again, the game was very buggy for me. And there were times where something wasn't working and I would try over and over and over and over again. I'd be like, there must be another solution. So I try to figure it out. And eventually, you know, it's a puzzler. I, I had a YouTube up at, at some point. Ah, that's going to be my question. How much you to look up? I mean, of course I did. But <laughs> there was one that the entire time that I was like trying to do it and it wouldn't work. So I was like, that can't be it. And I was trying other stuff. It just, my game was, was bugged. It was supposed to work and it didn't. So there are sometimes it seemed like the jumps and stuff. Like it's like, am I supposed to make it? Like I'm right at that edge. And so I felt a lot of the time I didn't know if I was supposed to do something or not. So, um, I also, when it comes to puzzle games, I just like, when I have the YouTube up, it's like I'm playing with somebody. You know what I mean? It's like you're playing with your friend. And like a a lot of times I wouldn't need it, but. (laughs) I mean, it just, it's fun. I don't, I love watching people play games. Do you feel like when you watch a movie? What? Do you feel like you're there when you're watching a movie? Like I'm helping these people fight aliens by watching them. She reads the book while she watches the movie. No, I didn't. Of the same book she's reading. (laughs) 
I feel like I, I didn't say <laughs> I feel like I'm helping the person in the YouTube video. I didn't say that. I just said that I feel like I have a friend playing video games with me. Because, I mean, like with puzzle games, like sometimes I get it. And then if I if I have trouble, I'll fast forward it and I'll be Thanks, like, oh, Steve. help me out with this one. Yeah. Listen, I'm sorry. You sound like you sound so lonely. Unfortunately. <laughs> You're not married and have a child. There's no way to do it all. <laughs> In all fairness, there are like some weeks because Andrew works overnights that I am by myself yeah. during the day and the evening, <laughs> many days in a row, and I am by myself. But I, one thing I was disappointed in, and I found a great video, and it was really like speedy with like him doing the puzzles and stuff. But he didn't talk. Oh. And most people like it when people don't talk, but I like I like hearing the conversation. I mean, how how can you be playing with your friends if they're not talking to you? It feels rude. <laughs> Come on, Steve, well, tell me your day. Well, so I, it's funny. I I remembered one of the bugs I ran into that wasn't a really game breaking. It kind of kind of made my game more fun. Um, it was the beach area, somewhat towards the end, I guess. Yeah. But I picked up one of the flowers and then I got punched in the face by the lifeguard and my flowers just went flying through the air and they just flew <laughs> through the air until I reset the game. So, you know, it was just a fun little little extra confetti I had. Luckily, there was extra flowers, so I was still able to use them for the puzzle I had. But all that to say... I like the idea of you picking flowers and someone just punching you in the face because of it. And they're just like, hey, I don't know, I was trying to go in, into the lifeguard room or something. They didn't, they didn't like it, but... Yeah, they punch. But you had flowers, you know. But it's weird. You can't hurt the the good, the other people that are like you. You can obviously hurt the enemies, yeah. but you get like knocked around a bit. And um, it also, did you, I thought it was really interesting. This is like really off topic. The the smell thing towards the beginning of the game, where like you put the trash yeah. in the shower. Yeah. Yeah, and then like the flower guy, where you like have to get the flower all over you and stuff. Yeah. I did thought they, that was like. Did a they cool have that mechanic in the first one? Did they? I thought there was, but maybe I, maybe I'm wrong. See, I shouldn't be allowed in this episode. I can't remember any of the first. I'm, I am like the well, worst I don't, gamer I don't ever. Because partly too, <laughs> I also played a good five hours of the game, so I probably played the majority of the game in the first like week that it came out, and then I put it down for about two and a half, three weeks, and so I've only played up to where I am <laughs> since then. <laughs> so I'm in kind of a weird spot. Cause so for all I know, I could have played the beginning five years ago since it was, I don't know, four weeks ago. That's, that's about the same equivalence of time for me. But what I did like about the puzzles and I, I have to put my number out there. I looked up one puzzle cause I was, I was really getting annoyed. It was right before the beach. Um, I was trying to just figure out one thing and I, and I couldn't. And I, and I, uh, is it that long tall tower? Yeah, it was. Yeah. That one was having me scratch my head. The thing about it is, and this is where I was going to say about the puzzles is usually my hardest thing is starting it. Like Liz mentioned that this guy was kind of zipping through the puzzles and that's kind of how they go. It's a lot of times it's like you said earlier, Andrew, where you kind of walk into an area and you analyze everything and, all the solutions and so it's almost like they're like these mechanical puzzles and i think that's why they're so fun to me is like i can see the solution i just have to put it together and literally the only thing i did or i that i had to do was i think honestly the only thing i hadn't tried and i mean it's kind of easy to say when you get to that point but i was like (laughs) oh it was like it was such a simple solution and i was like messing with the gadgets that i needed to use I just didn't put the pieces together correctly, and that's all it was. And it was so simple. And from there, I, I zipped through the rest of the level. 
No, like that that was that was a big puzzle that it was yeah, having me scratch my head. I surprisingly did not look up any. Uh but I I was at work when I was at that section. So like as I was trying to figure that puzzle out, I had to go and do something. So I put it down and I'm just constantly like thinking that puzzle over my head that I was like, wait, what if I try this? And that's how I was able to figure it out. Well, but yeah, I, I thought the puzzles were the, tough. On. The one See, right it's be- embar- before, oh. sorry, real quick, Liz, the one right before the beach. Cause the beach was like a tall tower too. Yeah. 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 Okay. That, that okay. one where you get the force cube. Yes. Okay. Sorry. Let's go ahead. Yeah. I was just going to say, uh, it's embarrassing, but a lot of times when I look up a puzzle, it's because I'm lazy. And <laughs> I also, like, I have very little time to play video games. And so for me, I want to get as far as I can, as fast as I can. So I'm like, how long is this taking me to do this puzzle? But then, like, I think about, like, I told Andrew today, uh, my daughter was playing a video game. And she asked me to help her with a section. And I had no idea. She, I, she was playing it with Andrew the other day. I had no idea how it's to do like it. Hedgehog. Yeah. <laughs> it's just it's just not a hard game. Well, anyways, I right. <laughs> I couldn't figure out how to do it and so I was like, "Do you know what? Keep trying." She tried until she got it. It took a while because it was this like fancy trick or whatever. And it took her a while, but she kept at it until she did, did it. She and I was just like, a? "She does not get that from me." <laughs> what? What keeps? Did she have to hit A? No. <laughs> Because it's literally the only button you hit. <laughs> no, you had to hold down and then do something with the other stick. Yeah, we do the charge. It's Sonic 2. So I haven't, yeah, I haven't played a Sonic game in years. I tried everything but holding down, in all fairness. I mean, it wasn't hard. Do you know what it was? I had just woken up, and I had taken, like, one sip of my coffee. Oh, that's fair. My brain doesn't work until I've had my full cup of coffee. I've been on you a know? weird kick sh- lately where I'll go, like, two hours into the day before I have a coffee. I don't. I don't know why. But I'll, like, I'll like get up and go about my day. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I haven't had a coffee. And then I'll go make a coffee. Not all the I time. Th- see, all of my family is, like, addicted to coffee. We just can't work that way. It's like you, we have to have our co- I think it's, like, everyone in my family. It's like you wake up and you need, you need oh, that caffeine. Amber intentionally wakes up early on the weekends because she wants to beat everyone awake so she can sit on the couch before everyone wakes up and drink her coffee in silence. And I like, I don't want to get up early to do that, but I also appreciate and respect that because, I mean, there's something to be said for a nice, quiet cup of coffee. <laughs> Without hearing, mom, mom, dad, dad, mom, mom. Yeah. <laughs> well, that never happens. <laughs> but Liz, I love that you gave this a game, but you're like, yeah, I didn't really play it. I just like to watch people play no, it. No, I really did try. No, I really did try. I wasn't looking through a walkthrough and doing it with the walkthrough, which I have done with games okay. before. Yeah. I had it going and like as I was playing like certain sections, I would try to do it myself and I couldn't figure it out. I would either rewind it or fast forward it or whatever to figure out. But I didn't even go the same way that the person was going in the YouTube video because at one point, like I went back so, I mean, like, and then I would just scroll and find it later, but I just, like, had it going. But I genuinely did try with this game, and I really didn't need help with a lot of puzzles. Well, I think that's still at least the really good thing about Superland is, like, 
It's not that it's, hard. It's not yeah, it's not that hard, but not, it's not just the puzzles. I just think the overall movement of the game is a ton of fun. Like the abilities you get are just cool. Like you get a tether gun that literally can create a rope. First it just connects wood to wood, then eventually you can connect it to gold. You know, eventually you get a magnetic belt that lets you hover, and then you get the ability where the belt can repel you from magic or from metal and shoot you through the air. Like the navigation and just the just the ability to go around and explore every single nook and cranny of a level is just so much fun. I love the navigation in this game because this game is all about you just going to every single nook and crevice on the wall to find a hidden secret. There's just a ton of littered secret chests and they're well worth your time. Well, for the most part, kind of say that. Yeah. The only, cause like this is another one of my complaints. I have a super lane too, but, but yeah, when you're, when you're getting this stuff, like you're getting upgrades, permanent health upgrades, you know, permanent crit chance upgrade like you're getting significant upgrades to your character as you're finding these secrets which makes your character incredibly overpowered but as i said what i'm complaining though about is the combat the combat in superland six inches under was way disappointing compared to the first one and it's weird in the first one i swear there's like three enemy types but in this one in superland six inches under it's like there's a significant amount of new enemies but there's not a lot of combat you're in a couple, a handful of arenas, and that's it. Like, my health bar is 16. I never got close to dying in combat, except for the very beginning of the game when I only have, like, three health bar. But the only time I've ever died was falling into lava, usually, or walking the fire. And it's just the combat I wanted so much more, which is so disappointing. Yeah, I... The enemy types, even still, there's more but none of them felt remarkable in any way. They were all very generic and, I don't know, just weird. I mean, yeah, you got a shooting guy. You yeah, got, like it kind of just... You got a generic guy, bigger generic Yeah, it kind of just expanded on your basics a little bit. Yeah, like yeah. magic shooty guy and like shieldy guy, like all, all those types of things. But I'm not complaining about it other than I think you're right. It just felt lackluster. I think where I was in the game, it gives you like when you go to the pause menu, there's a counter and I think it's like 150 kills. And that includes, I think times where you've killed enemies, I assume and died. So even in total, I've killed, I like I've fought probably less than 200 enemies, right? Like, or roughly yeah. the amount that I've killed give or take and i've died like 15 times like you said mostly to lava so the combat is it's like there just to be there and i and i can find with the puzzles being the shining spotlight of the game play it's it's the most fun and i wanted to do more puzzles but i don't know i would have wanted to have more fun like let me use more of my skills against the enemies not just for traversal and puzzles yeah which, like, even, too, at the end of the very first Superland, the final boss was you fighting him, but they were also a puzzle. He was, like, a puzzle within himself, which was really cool. The final boss in this one was, hey, you're solving a bunch of puzzles. Now you can kind of fight the guy, and it's just, like, a generic fight. Just, just disappointing. Yeah, that's the room I was in. It's not, yeah, it's not bad. Like, it's still, like I said, Superland Six Inches Under is still a lot of fun. Because since Super, the very first one isn't on Game Pass anymore, and if you haven't experienced that one, like this one is still a lot of fun. But it just doesn't quite feel like a sequel quality. I completely agree with you guys about the combat. I like that it started to incorporate the other weapons that you had. Like with the shield guy, you can 
pull them and, yeah. and stuff like that. And so they only did it a couple times though. I know. I'm just saying yeah. that I like that they at least added something. Yeah. But yeah, for me, I, I agree with Keith. It was, it was just there. I definitely like died a couple times at the beginning. Cause I, I wasn't very quick to get extra health bars, but you weren't exploring that hard. Yep. <laughs> I actually feel like I did find a lot of secret chests, though. I was actually proud of myself. Yeah. Oh, it's so rewarding when you get a secret because it always gives you a little prompt that you found a secret. Well, at the beginning, I was just getting like a couple coins here, a couple coins there. But then when you start getting the upgrades, then it's like really exciting. And then I was like, I need to explore like yeah. nook and cranny. Aside from what you get in the chest being secret versus not secret, I, it was kind of weird that, I don't know, some places they would call secret and some places they wouldn't, weren't. Nope. Some places they would call secret and some places they wouldn't. Because, <laughs> I don't know, there's plenty of ones that were considered not secret that I was like, boy, this is pretty tucked away. And I thought it was a, a pretty nifty find versus some of the secret ones were like, oh, I was just scanning the entire area and here was an open door. Like, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not complaining about the amount of them because overall I think they all felt pretty fun. But I just thought it was weird how they kind of littered the choices of secret versus not secret areas. Yeah, but I mean, there's a ton in this game. Because as I said, you beat the game, and you're essentially at 50%, which you actually get an achievement saying, eh, you're probably about 50% of the game well, that now. makes me feel so much but, better, because I was like, how have yeah. I put this much time in? I'm not that far. Yeah, it's just kind of funny, because it rolls credits, but then when credits roll, it says, Act 2. <laughs> it's like, okay. And I actually looked it up, and it is just like kind of an open-world thing. But it's kind of funny, though. when it, the, uh, it, the end credits just kind of made me laugh. Because we'll get into it with music, but there's a really interesting song at the end. And as I'm listening to it, I'm like, man, this is kind of a catchy song. Sure enough, right on the end title screen, it says, this is the name of the song. And it says, yes, it's on Spotify. I was like, ah, okay. Love it. And then like the camera, the end credits are like jumping through the different areas you explored. And then eventually it shows like uh, a trophy in like a cave area. And at the very end of the end credits, your character says, man, I should probably find that, that trophy. And like, and there was the exact same thought I had. I was like, oh, I wonder where that was. So it's just kind of funny how the end credits rolled. But I think it's weird that it's just the game is like, yeah, this is mostly just about exploring and finding hidden secrets. Well, you know, one of the things I actually I meant to point out about the puzzles that I really liked. And I again, I can't remember if the first one did this or not, was that at least on, I guess, some of the bigger puzzles, you'd have those little radio boxes that you would walk up. No, that's yeah, new. and it so you'd walk up, and so this is a good thing to. I don't know that I'd call it a pro tip, but I would call it a tip. Um, is make sure you're paying attention when you see those on the wall and actually interact with them, because I think I played I don't know a few hours before I actually really paid any attention to them. But it will tell you like, hey, you're able to complete this puzzle, or you're not able to. Well, if you're able to, it will just insult you for not knowing how yeah. to complete it. Um, but if you don't, it will just insult you for not being able to have the things to do it either. So, it's a it's a good way of uh, what's that a litmus test to sound smart. Uh, that it. <laughs> Why didn't you guys give me that tip? Well, I, I you didn't ask I me. It was these. obvious. <laughs> yeah, it's it's on you. You should ask Keith. Because I'm not going to tell you. I'm I mean, why didn't it. the YouTube friend have it up? Because like you said, he wasn't <laughs> talking. Yeah, if he was talking to you, he could have explained that. But you got to find a good YouTube friend that talks to you, Liz. You can't... No, but like the words <laughs> come up when people are talking, though. Like, you know what I mean? Like the bar. So I'm yeah. assuming that when you interact with it, the bar comes up so you can read it. Yeah. Uh, it comes up as like a text bubble. So maybe that yeah. person didn't yeah. have subtitles on, though. But subtitles when... 
I mean, they kind of exist. But he wasn't going up to the. I also wasn't watching it the entire time either. I was more skipping. Yeah. But yeah, I I loved that. It was a really nice feature because, as we said, it's a Metroidvania type of style puzzler. So sometimes you're in an area and it's just like, oh no, you're you're missing an ability to solve this puzzle. So yeah, it's really nice. But I do think it's funny that it was like insulting you, where it's just like, yeah, you got everything, but you're just probably not smart enough to do this. Well, <laughs> it's it's, like, it's a blessing and a curse though, because on that same area what we were talking about earlier, there's one in particular, like this big white rock, and it's like, yeah, you have yeah. you have all the abilities to get up here, and I think it says you're probably not smart enough to figure it out or something like that. And I actually did look up the solution for it. I wasn't able to do it because it's some weird, like you need to launch yourself just right off of one of the, the, the mechanics in the level. And it, I don't know, maybe it's an achievement, but I just, I was, I was like, that looks, it is. I was like, that looks too difficult. I'm not going to do that one. <laughs> it is an achievement. There's uh, a pile, there's piles of bones. There's six you need to collect. And each one of the piles gives you an achievement. Oh, okay. So yeah, there's a pile of bones up there. Did you get that one? No, no, you haven't tried. Oh, okay. Uh, because I actually looked it up too, and I think you eventually can get a double jump. Okay. Like, I didn't. It didn't look like this person used it, but that's probably the better method. Yeah, that's what I loved about this game with like the secrets. Like you can actually get some abilities where you really become overpowered. Because I remember in the very first Superland, like by the end, I was just like scaling all these walls. Because yeah, I think I had a triple jump in the first Superland. Like you can just basically jump forever. And you just have like these wacky abilities. So I it, I think they're in this one too. You just kind of got to find them. Because I know it's another secret area, but there's a flamethrower you can find, which will make things incredibly easy because you need to solve some puzzles with fire. But now I have a personal flamethrower, so now I can solve a lot of these puzzles really easily. But yeah, that's what I love about it. I, the, the game's progression is just a ton of fun. But I got to say, the other thing I too, I, I also love about Superland I love the graphics. This game has so much charm to it. Because as I said, you're playing just like a little clay figurine, very much like Gumby and all the other people. I was trying to think of his name. <laughs> the entire time we've been talking, I was like, it's, I was like, it's not Gumby. It's, it's, not- it's Gumbo. I swear. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but yeah, no, you, you're kind of like Gumby, where you're just like this little clay figurine. You know, you kind of look like a stick figure, you know, and all the other people are just usually just a different color variant of you. And I even, too, like where you get health, you know, there's a Play-Doh canister that drops into a mold and you step on the mold and it gives you health. It's kind of funny. But, yeah, I just the charm of Superland is so much fun because you just this tiny figurine. And so you're jumping on Lego blocks, you know, you're you're in a giant animal cage in Cage City. Everything's made out of like cardboard. I love the art style of Superland. Well, and every little area was different, like. It felt like if some kid had set this up in the sandbox and was like, okay, here's the beach over here and set up the little beach resort. And they set up, you know, all the different little areas and every aesthetic was similar in the aspect of, you know, use some of the same building blocks and pieces. But overall, every area felt like what it was and it was unique and different and fun. What I was surprised, too, is that it did feel claustrophobic. Like, that's what I was afraid of, like, when it's like, oh, six inches under, and it's like, oh, is this all just, like, cave exploring stuff? Like, I don't know if I'm going to like it as much. And that's the thing, too. I thought it was going to look kind of samey, just uh, more caves and stuff like that. But no, like, it actually was very bright, very vibrant. I did, when I was playing on Cloud, I did have to up the brightness a little bit. I noticed when I played on my Xbox, it was fine. But when I was playing on Cloud, it seemed a little extra dark. So I had a kind of some areas were a little hard to see and you don't really have a flashlight. There's a way you can kind of cheese some lighting, but 
Yeah, I just turned the brightness up, which was very easy to do. Yeah, if you go in the corners, like, do you have like a headlight or something or a no, headlamp? No, your your what's that green light? Glows a little. Oh, okay, because it was more up. I felt like so. I was wondering if there was something on the character's head sometimes. Um, no, your hat. Your character's wearing like an Indiana Jones style hat, oh, so there's no light on it. So observant of me. <laughs> I also really like the uh, the grumpy faces of the people. The grumpy faces. Like when they're when the, they look angry, their eyes. Yeah. You didn't notice that? I mean, I, I guess, but you only liked it when they were grumpy. No, I just thought it was cool that they, they gave some of the people some expression. Because like, you go towards them and like some people are like kind of like a leave me alone yeah. type of thing. And you can just tell by their expressions if they're... <laughs> and some people are waving. Like, I don't know. I don't know why I'm waving. <laughs> uh, <laughs> thank you for waving to our But like a me. big wave. I'm, I'm doing a big wave for you guys. Yeah. I just like when the people in the game, they run like Naruto. So they have their arms behind their backs when they're running. I was kind of like that sound, but the big mechanic change kind of in this one is, as we said, you know, you're a plumber, but honestly, you're, you're more of a miner because you get a pickaxe in the first one, you got a sword, but you actually have mineable areas that you can actually hit, which I like the mineable areas look like Minecraft rock stone blocks. So they're very square and very pixelated. So you kind of know you can go up and smash them. But I love when you smashed them and actually would they break into like a million pieces. This is probably why the game kind of suffered a little bit of frame rate dips with me. Because, yeah, when you smash things, it just goes into, like, a million pieces. Yeah, it's probably, like, a weird... It's going to be a weird thing to have, like, two different graphic types on the screen at the same time. Yeah. But it was, like I said, that was my biggest glitch issue was me, was frame rate issues. Uh, I noticed I got most of them when it's in the bank district area is when it really started to kick in. And it's not awful, but, yeah, I'm just playing, and it would just kind of get choppy for a little bit. Then it kind of clears out. So... This game has some areas it needs to smooth out, but I'm really glad that you were there for the, the some of the glitches that I had because the I didn't one notice. You got this, was awful. Yeah, the the bridge like won't go down, and then the other one, the glass reappeared because I remember it broke. Yeah. But then it's like now there again, so there's no shortcut anymore. But yeah, the bridge like being stuck up. Yeah. So, so like the main city, Cage Town, it's three layers. So you obviously start in the bottom, then you go to the middle, which they call middle class. Then obviously the third floor is upper class. But yeah, once you get a certain ability, you're supposed to hit a switch. You can't hit it multiple times. It's a one time you hit it, it's done. A giant stairway is supposed to come down, in which it obviously had to have come down once for Liz, but now it's up, and Liz can't get it down anymore because the switch has already been activated. And, and then you tried going to the last checkpoint. I, yeah, I found a way to glitch my way up there, like kind of cheese my way and shoot myself up. Wait, there you're supposed to be able to go up and down. Yeah. So now every time I go down, I got to. I mean, I'm not going to keep playing the game anyways. Yeah, because but it's, that's, that's a game fit ruining bug right there. Yeah. yeah that, this is very unfortunate. Yeah, that, that sucks. I, I, <laughs> I'm fortunate. That it's I always me. Yeah, it, it is weird. You get, I don't know. Well, what no, because the like, first Superland, like, it was you. But it was, I, yeah. in general, it, it's me. But I'm, I, that's why I love when you can see it and you're like, <laughs> Liz is not making not stuff up in her head. <laughs> but yeah. So this is why, you know, take it with a grain of salt to play in this game. But, you know, where Liz is at, it would suck. But it would maybe take an hour to two of gameplay to get back where she was. Because once you know all the solutions to all the puzzles, and like I said, this game's you're looking like eight hours for completion for beating the main story. So it's not a terribly long game, but that's still just massively frustrating. But they are actively patching it. Um, the last patch was in June. 
So they just recently came out with one to fix some of the stuff. I also read that like losing a big chunk of your progress usually happens within the first hour, which is what happened with me. So I think I was at 15 minutes and it crashed at an hour and 15 minutes. And oh, so I guess I lost an hour, not 45 minutes. Which I know for Keith, it would frustrate him because the big thing with this is you can't skip story. So whenever there's dialogue options, you just kind of got to sit there and watch. They're all pretty. Yeah, I wish I could hit X. uh, You kind of can, but yeah, they're all pretty short dialogue. So I, this is, this is kind of side rail a little bit, but I was trying to find something about the developer and I was curious and I found like the Epic Games page for, for six inches, six inches under the first game was pretty much made by one guy. And this game had a team of, well, it says the core team was six people. And so each of them made like a specific, a couple of made like one or two areas per member, I guess. And um, yeah, so that's why basically they were explaining. And so I think this confirms it is that it was supposed to take them three months to make it, but instead it made them, took them like two and a half years almost. And uh, that's why it's like, they call it like a 1.5 more than a, like than it's, so it's not, it's like, they'll tell you it's not DLC, but it's not really a full game either. So it's kind of weird. So, this, you know, there's now six people instead of one, and it kind of took them longer. Well, they, they, and they said it, it's it got more much. ambitious. So I assume what probably happened is they were like, okay, they kind of got excited about the resources, and everybody kind of built their own DLC. And then they went, well, it's, it's too many DLCs. But then, I don't know, it didn't just make it a couple free DLCs or something. Yeah. But I will say I I do love the the about this game because it basically sums up everything we've said about it. it. Says half the player abilities are the same, half are new. Puzzles puzzles are simpler in the main path, mostly optional. Less combat, new enemy types, more optional content. <laughs> it's like oh this this could our, our episode was summarized on the Epic Games page. <laughs> we just said it better. But I mean this is a great thing though. It's like. I, this is at least this one's on Game Pass. If you like this and you play this and you're like, oh, this is fun, I highly recommend. Then, if this is your jam, buy the first one because the first one was so much better. It was bigger, and like the story was better. It's just more fleshed out. I think the first one was way better, but this one is still just a ton of fun. But uh, the other great thing about Superland is actually the audio and the music. Um, each area has its own very unique music, which I really liked the bank music. Once you get the biggest the district area and you actually go in the bank. You obviously get an achievement called uh, Mission Unlikely. And then even when you talk to people, you're like, oh, this mission seems improbable. It's like, ah, I see what you're trying to do there. But yeah, it adds like an actually cool like um, infiltrating music. Uh, and then as I mentioned with Keith, there is a really cool endgame song. Uh, it's actually like a jazz song and it's in German because the studio is German. And it's actually kind of a cool song. Yeah, I was uh, I put it on this this evening. After after you sent it to me, I was getting Theodore ready for bed, and he was just jamming out to it. And then Amber walked in, and she went, uh, "What is this?" <laughs> it's, like it's, it's music from the game we're playing. I mean, it's no ninety nine red balloons, but it's still pretty. It good, is not yeah, for a German, but it song. does make sense though because they're they are a German German development company. So like, yeah. that's that's where the German music comes from, I guess. But it's funny you say that you know your kid liked the song because I played it this morning for our kid. And we went, Piper, do you like this song? And she went, no. <laughs> but she's also on a massive kick of uh, DK rap because uh, the Super Mario movie came oh, out. Okay. And so I've been singing the DK rap song. And so we've been playing on Spotify. And she is all about that song. I mean, it's a, rap. DK rap is a great song. 
She may have just been grumpy, too. Yeah, she might have just been grumpy. <laughs> I mean, I mean, granted, it's also just enjoyment. DK rap is easy to sing, too, because it's just, you know. Yeah, DK, you keep Donkey playing Kong. it throughout the day, and it makes it so that I cannot possibly get out of my head. See, yeah. Morning, oh, Liz has been loving it. Yeah. See, the thing have too, I? And, and you guys, uh, I'm sure, know this because you, you're experiencing, but children of a certain age, you just can't ask them if they like things. You just let them like yeah. it. And it's because you know if you actually ask them, they're like, oh, well, now I definitely don't like it because you might be, you might be happy that I'm enjoying this thing. So now I definitely don't. But if you just let it go and let them enjoy it. Um, they'll just continue enjoying things. It's pro, a, pro parent tip yeah. right there. It's the same with food. <laughs> yeah, this oh, morning, yeah. Like, if I say, never ask them if they like a meal ever. Well, if I say like Piper, do you want some eggs? No, I don't like eggs. And then, I mean, she doesn't say that sassy, but sometimes she does. So this, <laughs> this morning though, I had some roasted veggies and some eggs and avocado. And my, I made myself a little scramble and I brought it to the living room and I start eating it and I'm looking at her out of the corner of my eye what's and this, she's like, I want some of that. You say? What? Well, scramble and I brought it to the kitchen. I love it. It's one of my many personalities. You should do a whole episode like that. with Liz. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so she comes over and she's like, "Can I have some?" And it's just like, but if I asked her, "Oh, do you want some of this?" She would have been. She would have said, nope, "No, absolutely, hundred percent true." Theodore will eat his half of his meal with no problem. You look over and go, "Oh, is that good?" And then he goes, "Yeah," and he just throws his, yep. his whole entire plate <laughs> on the ground. I'm like, well, you liked it until I, I thought to ask you. So I just, I don't, I just don't acknowledge him eating. If he's not choking, he is good to go. <laughs> <laughs> Good advice, Keith. <laughs> but yeah, so overall, yeah, the soundtrack's good. Uh, check it out. Like I said, the uh, it even says, so if you look up Superland on Spotify, it even says end title song. But of course, like, it's in German, but it's a nice jazzy song. It's pretty fun. No, it is. It is fun. And and he says Maserati a lot. I don't I don't know why. If, I don't know if I heard that. I did. I did. He and Maybe he only says it once, but he said it, and it was, it was a word I recognized, <laughs> so I was excited. <laughs> I guess it goes from a lot to, oh, maybe he said it once. <laughs> Probably doesn't say it at all. I'm pretty I sure he said it. English... <laughs> Keith's really questioning it. I tried to see if there was an English version, but I couldn't find an English version. Well, there's an so... English song. Like on the link you sent me, it sent me to four songs. Like it sent me to a playlist. And one of them was in English, but I don't think it's the same song in English. It's similar in sound, but it's not as jazzy. Like, it seems to have the same tune, but it's not as jazzy and fun. Only Jeremy can be jazzy. I mean, maybe. It's it's very fun. I liked it. I, I, would, I would definitely listen to it again. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, the achievements for Superland are good. Uh, I, I recommend it for Achievement Hunters because, you know, like I said, you're looking like eight hours to beat the main story. And when I finished, I think I was at like the 600 something mark. So it was pretty easy to get the achievements. And then the ones I'm missing, the only thing I would complain about with the achievements is they don't explain what the achievements are. They're just super vague. Like uh, one of them was uh, our lawyers made, made us change the name of it. And I guess it was the name of the, the first shop you go into, which I didn't. I tried to see what the joke was, but I didn't quite get it. I don't know if it was they had like an appropriate name or something, but... Yeah, there's some achievements where... That's a, you know, is that a Fallout Boy reference? Which I know would be weird, but the, that's the name of a Fallout Boy album? 
the, our lawyers made us change the name of this album. Oh, I think you might be right. Which again, I don't, uh, I don't get why. Oh, but uh, yeah, then there's like another achievement called Flames, and all the description says is I played with fire, and all I got was this lousy chest. So like the achievements don't tell you what they are, but you know you're at least gonna get majority of them just by playing the main story. So if you're an achievement hunter, like it's at least an easy way to pick it up. And then the ones I am missing, unless so the only really hard achievement is to find all the chests. Which at the end of the game you can buy an upgrade where it shows you a chest counter, how many are still hidden in the game, and I have like seventy two chests left. So um, I was like, oh wolf. They, do they end up on the map? Like can you buy an yeah, upgrade you eventually for your buy map? another upgrade. Yeah, that has a locator for the chest where it beeps whenever you're near a chest. Yeah, I mean it's still hard though. Like if you finish the game, yeah. you just want to know where it is. Like if if you could buy a map that showed you, it would be helpful because you yeah, can buy a map. Yeah, you can buy a map, but no, that you don't see oh. their exact locations. You just get a like a metal detector that tells you if a chest is near. And Andrew, you got seven twenty five out of a thousand gamer score. Keith four thirty, and me three thirty five. Yeah, because like I said, I ended at like six hundred. And they're cut, like I was able to quickly get a couple like more achievements that just really kind of boost the score. So overall, it's it's good for achievement hunters, but it's just kind of hard to find the achievements when you're at the end, kind of mopping up. Are you still looking, Keith? Do I have to pause for you? I was trying to figure out why. I'm just, I was just, I was trying to see if I could make the connection. But yeah, because it's got to be like a, it's got to be a reference to that for some reason. But anyways, but uh, let's get our final thoughts here. So, like I said, Superland six inches under. Is good. It's, it's it's great. I had a lot of fun with it. If you know, if you played the first one, you're gonna like this one. If you haven't played the first one and you like this one, highly recommend you just download the first one because the first one, even though it's older, I actually think is better. I thought the combat was better in it, and I thought the story was better in it. But the puzzles and the platforming are still just are still here. They're still great. They're still fun. The abilities are fun. Uh, the story was just a little disappointing, and the combat was n there wasn't enough of it. Sorry so, to interrupt, but do you guys want to know your scores before you give the score for this one? I mean, your scores for the first one? No. Okay. okay. I, I'm, well, I'm going to guess mine, and then you can... I'm, I'm serious. So, for this one, I think I am going to give it an 80. It's good. Uh, it is a little buggy. I didn't get many bugs, so but obviously Liz did get some. I got some bugs in the first one, but I know in the first one it got fixed because I was able to finish it. Uh, so for me, I'm giving this an 80. I'm assuming the first one I gave it, you said I gave it two scores. So I'm assuming at the time I probably gave it a 70 because I got a bug right at the end. That was the game me. breaking bug score. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Oh, uh, I'm assuming I said if it got fixed in 85, 88, that's oh, close. Dang. Yeah. That was very close. Uh, so yeah. Yeah. So I, it, I, this is going to be one of those ones where I'm probably going to shoot myself in the foot because I probably liked the first Superland better, but I really enjoyed this one. But I, I don't know. I think we've kind of been on a kick of games where I haven't necessarily liked as much. So it's been nice to just really enjoy games. I know. First, Liz was on a streak of hating games. Then you were. And now you both are like, we love games. Yeah. Well, I mean, Diablo, Diablo's in a weird spot. So, so, <laughs> so there's that. <laughs> But I just, yeah, like, I, I feel like I want to give this game a high 80. So, like, in my head, I'm saying I'm going to say 88. But I know I probably gave the first one, like, an 82 if I'm betting. But I probably like the first one better. But I, I, I um, before I finalize on my score, yeah, I just, I, I 
a lot of what Andrew said, I think mostly is that the puzzles are just a ton of fun. They're, they're the perfect balance of they're hard to start, but once you get them rolling, like they all just seem to make sense and they're just a lot of fun and, you know, kind of make you go, Oh yeah. And the, it, it gives them that much more of a satisfying feeling when you complete them. So yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with an 88 and it's going to be counterintuitive to what I probably gave an 82 in the first one. Um, you gave it an 81. Ah, so you're wow. very close. I gave the first one a 78 and I think I'm going to give this one a 78 as well because I thought this one was a lot more accessible. It was lacking in the story and I also think that the bugs really just made the experience not so fun because um, it was throughout the entire gameplay process and so I'm trying not to like give it negative points for like losing the 45 minutes and for all the little bugs but i can't help that it made the game less fun yeah. you know i i can't really like you know make Not myself have more enjoyment yeah so um that's why i'm gonna give it the same score because i just can't give it a better score with how aggravated i was <laughs> so if the bugs were fixed i still do? think maybe we're on the same score because it's I feel like it's more accessible, but I, I agree. I don't think that this one is better than the first one. So I don't want, I wouldn't give it a higher score, but I think that if I played the first, um, the first game again, that I would probably end up giving it a higher score. Cause I feel like we've played a lot more puzzle games since we've played the first one. Oh, yeah. And so I think I would have an easier time with it. And I just think I would like it more. Well, I- I think one one other thing I was thinking, and, it, and it's really something you had said earlier, Andrew, maybe I did this a little bit with the first Superland, but there'd be points where like I would put the game down and then like an hour later, I'd just be sitting there and I'd be like going over the puzzles in my head. And I think that's what it like makes me want to rate this so high is like not even in a bad way of like an hour later, I'm frustrated with the game. I'm just like, hmm, okay, I'm, I'm going to try that the next time. And like, I, I just something about a game that makes me like put that much thought into it i can appreciate even though tunic was like a completely different level like tunic was a game similar to that where like even when i wasn't playing it it would be in the back of my head like kind of trying to work out puzzles so that's just a final yeah, thought yeah well because because it's not just a generic puzzle game it's a platformer puzzle game which there really isn't too much like the only one i can easily think in my head is like portal like portal is like a platformer puzzle type of game because, like, a lot of times when you're playing a game, like a puzzle game, like, they're just, they're kind of, like, sweaty. Like, they're very hard and just difficult. They get crazy hard. Like, Talos Principle. Um, yeah, like, Tunic was very hard. Like, like those, when I looked up the solution, I'm like, there is no way I'd figure this game, this this puzzle out. But, like, with a, a platform of puzzle like this, it's like, oh, okay, yeah, I see where it's trying to go and what, what it wants me to do. But, yeah, it's just, yeah, it's fun. But, anyway... I think we'll wrap it up here so thank you all so much for joining us if you have any game suggestions please go to gamepassgrabbag.com you'll find our links to everything shoot us an email message us on x or facebook or whatever or discord you know say hi we always love to hear from our listeners uh or you could write on our spotify episodes we usually have a comment section uh i wish spotify would make it easier for me to reply to people because i do feel bad a lot of people kind of ask me questions on there and it's like there's no easy to rate a response but um, I always love hearing, reading everyone's comments, so we greatly appreciate anyone who says hi to us and comment on our stuff. We always love hearing from you all. But uh, I've been your hardcore gamers, 
I've been your hardcore gamer host, Angie. You can find me on Xbox Live, Firebird0952. Uh, I've been Keith. And, uh, yeah, well, I guess just kind of actually backing up Andrew on this one. Yeah, if you, if you have something that's like an actual question, shoot us an email on that because we'll, we'll definitely respond to that. But also keep leaving comments because I, I also I, I go through Spotify from time to time and I read through the comments and it's always fun. So, yeah, yeah, keep, keep them coming. And I'm Liz the Noob, Gamertag, come on, I'm Dean, and I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Liz Noob, Noob is EW. All right, everyone, we love you all. We'll see you again next week. Bye, guys.